0: Well, as a small farm, we got to make the difference on the quality of the product. If we want to compete from bigger enterprises. So I have two breed of turkey. I have some heritage uh, gold. I only have some hands of that. And we do a red bourbon. which is like, a, yeah, an old breed. One of the good things about using heritage breed is like this year we hatching older eggs. So I can keep 20-hand dirty and a few times and having a potential of between
1: seven or 800 eggs every year. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense, common knowledge, or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs.
2: Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. My guest today is uh, Sebastian Bonneau. He's the founder of Countryside Farm. Visited him uh, about a month ago here in Texas, and we had a really good time. He's a very, very gracious host. I got to see all the livestock that he's growing. So we're going to talk about that today. So, Sebastian, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, tell me a bit about your background. I believe you're from France. Uh, how did you come over to the U.S. and uh, get started
0: on this farm? When I moved over here, I did um, an apprenticeship in France, like a baking and pastry apprenticeship. And I moved I had an opportunity to move to Texas. So I just came down, walked over here in a bake shop for about a year. And, and then I moved I like, I moved to Austin. I worked in a restaurant for about 10, 12 years, something like that. And well, we came to the point where we had to buy... I mean, basically, a house. We had to buy a house, and and we find like a house in the country with seven acres land, and yeah, and then we started this project. I could walk from
2: home. Yeah, and you're focused on various birds, there. so like so, turkeys, geese, chickens, etc. So, what do you have on your farm? And you know, we'll go through the different animals and why you chose them.
0: Okay, got a little, try to have basically older breed or heritage breed. So geese, we have a giant doulap, it's actually a pretty rare bird, chicken. We do breast, who's like a breed from Burgundy in France. And a couple of years ago, we started turkey, do red bourbon turkey. So the focus is to raise the best bird to have the best quality. Okay, well, let's start with the turkeys. Those are
2: big and huge. They look like football players, two male turkeys we saw walking around. So, what got you into doing turkeys? And is that a pretty rare thing for someone to raise them?
0: Well, as a small farm, we got to make the difference on the quality on the product. If we want to compete from bigger enterprises. So, I have two breed of turkey. I have some heritage uh, gold. I only have some hands of that. And we do a red bourbon. which is like, a, yeah, an old breed. One of the good things about using heritage breed is like this year we're hatching older eggs. So I can keep twenty hand turkey and a few tom, and having a potential of between seven or eight hundred um, eggs every year. So turkey eggs? Yeah,
2: turkey eggs. Does anyone ever eat turkey eggs? I just I just thought about that. I don't know if I've ever
0: seen turkey eggs. Well, you can, but a turkey will lay less eggs than a chicken. That's wise, I don't think there's so much difference between buttons. The turkey will not produce as many eggs as chicken. Any we eat more, so that's why you don't probably find unless you know someone who has turkey and don't hatch the eggs. Then that will, will come around and you find farmer markets with a few people who's gonna have who's gonna have turkey eggs. But it's not necessarily Someone is not necessarily gonna raise turkey to have an egg production out
2: of it. Oh, because if they did, they'll have to charge a lot of money because of so few eggs. Yes. I think the price would be, would be an issue, yeah. Okay, I understand. So so you sell the whole turkey once it's come to maturity, just for, for Thanksgiving or other times of year? At
0: this point, I mean, we can sell them year-round. Don't keep so many in stock, but I have a few right now. Well, I mean, I'm, right now, I'm going to hatch turkey until July. And after July, then if I hatch them, those birds will not be ready for Thanksgiving or Christmas. So I wanted to think about using heritage breed if they they get mature longer. So my, my turnover on a red bourbon turkey is going to be six to seven months to have a nice bird. Hmm. Okay. So uh, people buy turkeys from you just for, for holidays or for what reasons? Just to have? or To eat them? And no, I mean, I sold one last week. Yesterday, they're actually good. I mean, it's a good bird. We eat some like... We don't usually eat them on Thanksgiving. We eat them like year-round. Okay. Well, that
2: makes sense. And I saw you had a,
0: a lot of ducks,
2: but you don't sell duck eggs. You sell the whole ducks themselves as well.
0: Right now, I got a few duck eggs. It's not going to last. I don't think I'm going to have some more in another month. Well, in the winter, uh, we do white Muscovy ducks. And I have, we do the hand for roasting. And I have a foie gras production for, to make foie gras out of it. So you have foie
2: gras ducks you have regular ducks that are just sold entirely for eating and the, the foie gras is uh, separate
0: well they are made for eating the the female are going to be like a five pound bird so it's a good bird to roast it will give you a yeah it's a good roasting bird you can also break it down get your breast whatever yeah the the male are all going to force feeding and and the, the, the purpose of it yeah is to have is to have foie gras and the the duck's actually change. Like the, the foie gras duck is not the same quality bird than a pasture duck. It's going to be more quality. Yeah. But when people eat the foie
2: gras duck, do they eat the whole thing or are there are only certain parts that they eat?
0: Uh, No. I mean, everything is eatable, but let's say that. Yeah. I mean, you get breasts. Like I said, on the, on the foie gras, your breast is going to be bigger, a little bit more fatty. It's going to have the foie gras level. And yeah, it's part of the delicacy things.
2: Okay. I got it. And when are ducks available? Are they available year-round? Uh, how long does it take to raise a duck to be able to sell it for meat?
0: Uh, it takes about for four grad ducks. It take about five months to do the, the, the entire project. For a roasting ducks. it can take anywhere from nine to 12 weeks. Yeah. Okay.
2: I gotcha. So, all right. So, you have four gras ducks, regular ducks, turkeys, and then you also have uh, multiple different kinds of chickens. Is that correct? What, what else do you have?
0: Uh, on chicken why on the winter usually I get a I get a few batch of a Freedom Ranger, a meat bird who forage more than your regular production bird and they do really well free range. So I don't have any pen or anything. Like all my birds are free range. So the property is kinda cut up. The bird actually make their own division like the ducks and the geese we would rather be closer up on the pound and the chicken, turkey, and we also have some guinea hen. We stay on the whole property where there would be more grass and more shade. So what do uh, customers, do they
2: typically buy from you repeatedly or for holidays or like what do your customers do? do they um, You're not at farmer's markets, so they, they either come to your farm or you deliver, but you know, like, what What does a typical customer buy where it varies tremendously?
0: Yeah, it varies. got like I, I mean, I have different customers different want, like, now, I mean, I, it's been like six long and I didn't have any guinea ham on stocks, so I got a bunch of people asking me for guinea hen, and I will raise them, like, all summer long. So depending, it's, it's kind of we we find, and it was much better to deal different breed of bird, different time of the year. So
2: Guinea, I was going to ask you in the in the summer versus the winter, what which birds are? Did the, does the taste change a lot? And when's the good? When's the right time
0: to buy any of these birds? It's not necessarily the taste. It's more like a, a comfort zone. So ducks will be much better to raise in fall and go through the winter because they like the cold more than uh chickens or or whatever and when you get like what now in spring i mean today it's 90 degree over here the guinea hens are having a blast and guinea nails will not i mean even if the temperature goes to 110 they're not going to be very comfortable but they gonna stay alive yeah
2: i'm not trying to say bad things about birds that are not free range but what have you noticed and what do your customers say about your birds versus ones they'll get it like hdb or some uh you know, some grocery store. What's the difference that you see or what's the difference that they see?
0: I mean, flavor and consistency of the meat is what it is. It really, like, go down to only those two points.
2: Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700-plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, and other amazing people who are working to advance science Visit com and click support us today. Now back to the show. Okay, so the flavor is better with, with your birds. Um, you mentioned while we were there that um, there are actually multiple different kinds of chicken in France that people buy. But here it seems to be only one. And that you tried some of the commercial type hens here, but it didn't work out so well.
0: Can you talk about um, the types of chicken you have and why? So, yeah, well, all we have is, is breast. And yeah, because I got rid of the border, They're just, I mean, to me, I find that they're just stronger. They don't have, they're going to have least body issue, like problem with like a, um, an issue on my like commercial chicken. Mm. Uh, I don't have to necessarily babysit them so much. They, they will live on their own. Like I keep my baby chick for three weeks in like a smaller barn. And after they move him to a bigger pen when it can get adjusted and then after that the door is open so they can go in and out of the shelves and and then eat so it took me I mean by time it take me a little bit longer to get a bird like that but it doesn't require so much protein on the feed it doesn't require and they get a lot of their food on their own so I think I, I think in a way like they eat they eat less than a production chicken Okay. Yeah, I think you said that the uh, the regular,
2: you know, tight chickens are so. I mean, they're such a mess, and they're so stupid. I guess, for lack of a better word, that if you don't well, face, they were, just right, they can hurt themselves or kill
0: themselves. Or they were com- they were conceived to be raised in a close environment. Mm. So to actually, like, yeah, produce more meat than we could do with heirloom birds. That was that was the goal of it. So as soon as you can remove perfect weather, probably eventually gonna get to some to some issue. They don't like a lot of rain. They don't like when it's cold, and, and they have to be at the perfect. Uh, they have to have the perfect environment to have the perfect goal Okay. A they little so less hurry than.
2: To- in- than the other birds, yeah.
0: I mean, if you put them on pasture, yeah, I think they're less hardy, yeah. Mm, okay. And there is plenty of, of breeded chicken that we can raise for and in a way. Like, I mean, I don't have to buy baby chickens. Like, my hands lay eggs when I have enough eggs. I've got my own chickens and they don't require all other heat or electricity. So, in, I mean, in July, it's going to be 100 degrees. One eat lamb, I can keep like 200 chicken warm, and they only going to need it for like 10 days. And after, hey, like when they're 20 days old, they can be free range. Wow. Yeah, I don't have to take care of them. I don't have to move pens every day. They will use an area, but they will go back to the grassy area to get the bug without completely destroying it. Okay, excellent.
2: So do people come to you to pick up the animals, or do you deliver? And what, you know, like, I know the cost depends on what the animal is, but like, again, do you deliver or do people pick up? How do they get the uh, animals from you?
0: And do what we need. We do delivery in Austin on Tuesday and Tuesday. I have, uh, and I do a pickup once a month in Houston. Oh, wow. Okay. So, people place their order. We have a website, online store, go to a countryside farm, Bound to door. People place their order, their order on it and we find a way to, to meet. Okay.
2: And the website is countryside farm. What? The website is countryside farm. What? We can send you a link if you want. Be great. We can include that. That's no problem. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, when I went there, uh, you were a very gracious host, and uh, the samples of duck and meat that we had were absolutely delicious. So it looks like you've got a really good product there that uh, you know people may want to look at. Do you ship out the birds, or do people have to live locally in order to get them?
0: I can ship anywhere in Texas, but I don't I don't sell outside Texas. Okay, I don't. have a. I mean, my my plan is like I mean I I can but I butcher all the bird on site, but I just have like a Texas exemption. I don't have like the whole space one like uh, anyway.
2: Okay, I understand. Well, well, very good. Uh, Sebastian, thank you for coming on the podcast. And uh, again, it's Countryside Farm outside of Austin, Texas here. Thank you very much for being on
0: this podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a great day. If you like
1: this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs.